Welcome to Growing Up Fire with Jamie Coots. Seahawk, it is our commitment to you that you have complete access to the top professionals, industry experts, and products for your fire service. We stand by the service and products we provide. We are proud of our past, and we are constantly listening to our customers and exploring new ways to bring better options to the fire service. This is Seahawk. High level, safety, service, security. Please visit our website at www.seahawkservice.ca or give us a call at 1-888-791-4210. All right, all right. Welcome to Growing Up Fire, Season 3, Episode 4. I'm here in Brooklyn with the Cochrane boys. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks for being here. <laughs> so we got Dad, Jason. Hello. Chad. Hey. Older brother, younger brother Grayson. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Yeah, good. Morning. We're just finishing up after a long night of 60th anniversary uh, partying and driving, and and uh, I don't know what you were doing, Grayson. Probably taking pictures of everyone being. That's right. Uh, yeah, going home early, like staying sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So uh, yeah, we're here in the Brooklyn Fire Hall, and I got to tell you guys, uh, I love this one. I was down at Station Two for you yesterday. Saw your new pumper tanker. That thing is a beast, yeah, right? It's a big machine. Yeah. And then uh, you had up by the lights for the, the tank to see how full the water tank is. And I see on all your trucks, you got the year and the pump size. Yeah. Yes. So I want to quickly ask about that because I think that's super cool. And I'm absolutely stealing that when I get home. Yeah. But a lot of the trucks here have that. Is that for the mutual aid program or? It is. Uh, I think when sometimes you're going down through a, a roll call, uh, trucks on the road and you need a supply pumper and know the volume. Um, the year, I think, is is also just a tradition, having it on what year it was born, uh, brought into the station is usually what it was, not necessarily the year of the truck. Yeah. And it just gave, uh, you know, the community and members something to look at and at a glance. Yeah. I love it. I, You know, I was thinking of, uh, while I was looking at that, you know, 2011 Slave Lake Fire, 2016 Fort Mac Fire, 2019 up in high level. If we would have had that on every single truck, man, we could have sorted those trucks in a hurry and figured out what was going on. And so... Yeah, some of the tankers, the uh, tenders and tankers have uh, volume on some of them too as well. So it has the, the pump pump capacity, but the volume. So yeah, if you're trying to choose from a lineup of mutual aid trucks on a large incident, you might need a nurse tanker or, yeah, you know what you have for volume of water coming every trip. Just another thing Nova Scotia's doing better than the rest of us. <laughs> Whatever, you can't hurt my feeling. All right, love it. Uh, Jason, let's start with you. What? Uh, how long have you been a firefighter? What made you want to be a firefighter? Going in 27 years, it's been uh, in the community, I guess, just a base, my base of personality. And living in Windsor at the time, had a actually had a captain, Captain Barry Wall, was working on the apartment I was living in. And I was really I was next door to the hall, and he said, where's an application? And brought it back the next day, Doran Reno's, and left it on the table, and filled it out. And from there, it's just been, a, been quite a ride, and it's been great. Get in there, 27 years. Just a kid in the Nova Scotia Fire Service, right? It is. It is, yeah. yeah that You made comments of that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, 27-year veteran in some places and just, just learning at 27 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to see down here. There was a guy at the celebration last night, 58 years in the fire service, right? So Wayne Swinomer. Makes you yep. wonder, you know, you're, yep. you're halfway through. I am, yeah. Got- yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I got 27 left, but uh, certainly <laughs> envy of those guys that are in and uh, those firefighters. It's, it's who you look up to all the time. And, 
Yeah, for sure. Boys, you grow up watching <laughs> this guy in action, right? The trucks yeah, are going out, sure, you're yeah. going to the fire hall. So, Chad, let's start with you. What uh, what made you decide you're going to be a firefighter? Well, it's kind of in the family. So before I was born, my mom was a firefighter. And then I grew up with dad at the station. And uh, my late grandfather, he passed away when I was, like, just after I was born. Uh, he was a firefighter as well. So I kind of grew up in the family. So being around the fire station from the age of like three to 14 kind of made me fill out an application for it on my birthday. Like it was a dad, where's my application on my 14th birthday? And then not too long after I was out there with you guys in Slave Lake. So yeah, actually, that's right. I yeah, it was, it was uh, like it's just around the station and it's for the community. And it's in the family. So like you can say in I'm a third generation firefighter, same with my brother. So it, growing up fires in yeah. your blood. That's yeah, it. sure. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. But uh, we're going to come back to that uh, time you came to Slave Lake. Grayson, so you're brand new, just got yep, on. Just coming fire. on 10 months here now. So uh, it was definitely a thought since I was little. So growing up in the station, always seeing all the calls, going with dad and his truck and his personal vehicles. So uh, it was it was definitely always a thought. And come my 14th birthday, I, I filled it out before. And then on my 14th birthday, I came down, placed it in on Chief's desk. And it, it was a great feeling to finally, finally be able you, to come. You made in. it. To yeah, made it. Uh, finally, uh, the last uh, one in the family to get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that, though. And I mean, that's kind of what this show is all about, right? Sure. Is uh, not just each one of us growing up in our story, but how we drag other people into this mm, uh, right. business with us. Yeah. So, so I love that. So, Jason, let's go back to you and talk a little bit about your path through the fire service, 27 years. Uh, coming into the fire service, actually, and then I think it might have driven me into my career, um, was firefighter working locally uh, in the community and ended up taking paramedicine 2001. So that, you know, we being the MFR and, and being on scene and seeing the paramedics, so I think that probably was the passion. Did that at age 26 or, or something like that, 27. So, again, I think that was a decision maker there. Getting into that kind of drove me back into the firefighting. It kept me there. You know, you may have found other other things to do, but I think with the EHS and, and the MFR and the patient care, it led back to the fire service. Windsor uh, was, my, was my biggest part of my career so far, and the leadership in there, Chief Fred Fox, some of the training captains kept us busy as young guys, uh, weekends after weekends at the hall. Got the training in. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get it in young, and just from there, adding on to that. But I think... Both of them, EHS, back to fire, fire to EHS, and just yeah. back and forth over this career made it go fast. You're definitely not lazy. You're <laughs> the deputy chief here. You're. I've been watching you now for a week, get ready for this 60-year celebration, just going crazy every day. Yeah. You're also dispatching at EHS, supervising there sometimes, doing all these different jobs. I got to tell you, one of the times that sticks in my mind so much, we come out here I, I would say it was 2017 or or maybe even maybe it was 2019 when we came out last time and we got to stop in and see you at work. Yeah. It probably just all runs into one big beating for you, but for us it really stuck in our mind cuz there was somebody half naked running around on drugs and it's kind of turned into a mental health call and then somebody else was needed CPR and then you were trying to transition the ambulances and the fire truck and the police all together to to get these things and you're just like you never missed a beat. You were chatting us telling us all about the dispatch while you were handling all that stuff, kind of you'd jump out, talk about, you know, some stuff as, as the boss, and then you'd jump back to us. And 
I'm just standing there, mouth wide open, going, "What is happening here? Like, there's this is too much for my tiny brain to take in." And you never missed a beat. It was just like you'd be gone for two minutes, come back, start right where you left off. About yeah, and the dispatch runs like this, and this person's doing that, and I'm, and I'm like, "This is chaos. Chaos is going on." And you're just like totally calm, and everything's fine. Yeah, it's it's a you get carved into it, I think, and. Just being able to experience it and at any job you're able to do two things your first year first six months on the job you can do one one task but it, it does but it's it is like you just said organized chaos at times and that's what the crew at the uh, mcc does and that's day in and day out it's a passion I, I enjoy the job i love my job there but again it comes back to this as well and it's for the people giving back training that's kind of my personality i think so yeah, built there and bred there yeah <laughs> that's awesome all right, Chad, you're just kind of getting ready to come out of the junior program. You got to turn 19 first. You're just about there. Yeah. What uh, What's that been like? Kind of walk us through your your years in the junior program. So 14, signed my papers. 14th birthday or day after I came down and got my gear. Not even three, four weeks later, I was out with you guys in Slave Lake. And uh, it was an amazing experience. So then after that, I had a lot to – had to – I had to get a lot from other things to be interested after that. So then we came back to CVSFA in 19 when we were back here. I did a lot of training in that, like a lot of sprinkler systems and all that kind of stuff, which I feel like kind of led me to where I am right now in like pipe trades because I'm in a program where I can deal with sprinkler systems. And after being in the fire service, like you kind of look at it in a different way, how it's still you set up things to help people, to help the people that you work with. So like five years, I could be setting up sprinklers for someone I work with, someone that's an HRM that I could know I could be helping. But if I do something wrong, it could go against them. So, and then even going through till now, like just all the experiences, all the people I've met, I've met multiple chiefs over different districts. I've met people in Ottawa with my dad, Slave Lake, um, BC. Like I've been all over the country to see different fire departments and different fire chiefs and different fire services. And it kind of brings me back home. Like no matter where I am, I'm always with like my brothers and my sisters. Yeah. The fire yeah. service is like that, right? You yeah. get to, I kind of feel a bit bad for you, Jason. And that's simply because where's Grayson going to get to go? Like, uh, you know, he's I'll have to step it up a bit. Yeah. This know. guy's got the big list rolling and all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden, uh, Maybe FDIC. Yeah, that's that's my dream. That the Indy is my dream. Actually, it's it that might be a, a career career cap will be in the uh, FDIC at some point. I think that's I haven't been want to be, and now that COVID uh, is out of the way and it's building back up, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. And and that might be my co-pilot, I guess. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Indy, that's Firefooter Disneyland right yes. there. Right. Might have to go in on that one too. Oh, <laughs> this guy is just gonna keep getting yeah, your stuff, just, eh? Right on. So yeah, I mean, all of those uh, those things impact you in such a great way, right? So Grayson, you hear all this, right? Yeah. Everywhere it's, they've got to go, all the things they've done. What are you I, I most looking up. forward to? You? What, what do you think? So definitely the uh, the training career. So starting as a junior, it's a lot of training, more or less than getting out on the trucks because the seniority. So so getting out for traffic control on a on a car accident or maybe as an exterior firefighter setting up outside getting tools for the firemen that are in the building so stuff like that but I really look forward to like podcast growing up in the fire service so uh, I look forward to seeing what's to come and how to change lives well the, well put look at that guy eh? 
He's the methodical one. Yeah. A right doer and a dreamer. A doer and a dreamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Right on. So as we go through, let's go back. All right. Let's go back to uh, CVFSA 2018 Slave Lake. You and your dad got to come down. You got to be through that whole. That, that was a highlight in my career, right, to host that. Uh, we had 320 firefighters there. We got to have the trade show and all the training right there on our big training grounds. It was all while the TV show was being filmed, so we got they were filming it all. We were all talking about everything. We we had a great time there. How do you beat that? So you're you know you're like just 14 years old. You're at this great big thing with everybody. It was honestly like a kid in a candy store. Like you walk <laughs> in and you see everybody, and you're like eyes open, mouth jaw just drops. So it was like it was so different. So like even the things you guys do out there compared to what we do here. So like the oil well. Like that was that was a whole different surreal feeling to like fight an oil well. Even though it was controlled just to I was like I was so like blown away. Like and it wasn't even like just the people I met too, like Ryan, Isaac, um there's been multiple people that I met out there that I still keep in touch with. Yeah. Pretty pretty good. So it was just like I, I can't even explain. Like it was just a ah, like yeah. it was just. It, it's fun, and my son's kind of the same way, right? Like he came up through the the ranks yeah. there, and, and uh, got to do obviously a lot of things that most people don't get to do in their whole careers. And he did it at the start, and so I sometimes wonder if he's trying to beat it all the time, right? Like I don't know how you you beat everything that he got to do, but uh, it's pretty good. So as a dad, Jason, how was it when you took him there? You know what? I couldn't even plan what happened any better. Uh, the opportunity just sitting on the CVSV and, and made many trips to Ottawa. And then the one year that came that we were going to be hosting or you were going to be uh, the host. And, uh, you know, again, same thing like Chad. It was just kind of an awe when we got there. And then when the firefighters, we were there early. And when the firefighters start pouring in on the weekend and Friday, they didn't stop. It was busload after busload. And what you guys had done you know, it was it was top notch. The organization, uh, the commitment to the to the firefighters hosting. You know, you guys. Well, some of them are mutual aid that had been there and knew you guys before, but everyone was treated as if uh, they were a member of that department for that weekend. And like I said, taking on Chad that weekend, I lost him. I, I we got off the plane Friday, and I think he was there to go back with me on uh, Tuesday. <laughs> Your guys, uh, Alex, Ryan, Isaac, they, they, they he just he was taken right in as if he was one of theirs and. I think that no one could kick off a better fire service than that. And again, I was nervous, 14, you know, we had a little bit of dress. We did a little bit of practice here uh, the week or two before, just so we had something to add in. But you know what? He was in hands out there that, uh, and that was what you could see it in them, just the passion of giving back. And I looked out and he was bailing out a window on the, on the one <laughs> sim. So it, it capped the whole thing. I couldn't ask for any better. And, and myself, the experience uh, being out there and with that group of, uh, of the, of the association traveling around that's given me the opportunity even like you um you know having you here and the chiefs and the other people i've met like that's that's been kind of the cap of my career on this fire side and this just adds to it there's something like this having you here have it organizing this was was nothing compared to what i owed back so oh i don't know i never ripped 24 chickens or turkeys apart by myself before. <laughs> wow. so that was, yeah that uh, was yeah. that was everybody <clears throat> ate well your, last night. your hands everybody are still gonna well. smell like turkey for another couple right. of months everybody <laughs> ate well yeah they sure <laughs> did all right grayson i'm gonna jump over to you because sure. i feel like you're a lot of shadows over you yeah. right your yeah. dad's the deputy chief your brother's just getting ready to come out of the the junior program so he's probably helping teach you every time oh, you yeah. come here yeah. so what's it like to 
to get through all that. It was definitely it was definitely an experience being younger. Dad always at the fire department, so uh, always wanting to come down, having the passion to be out here at the uh, fire hall. But it's it's definitely hard to live in the shadows of them. So definitely got to try to try to get up there, get in the ranks when I'm older, and try to succeed as much as they do. Yeah, it's tough though. I, I yeah. get it. I yeah. my son grew up underneath me and. I left and he's now been years without me. He's progressed and done well. And I would very much doubt that they ever even speak my name around there anymore. So, you know, for him, it's been nice to get away. And But there's still times he phones me up and he's like, man, I wish I worked for you. All right. And uh, or with you, I guess. So I like all that stuff. I think there's hope. Don't worry. Don't panic. Right. <laughs> Some days it'll be hard. You guys will get the sibling rivalry going. Maybe that helps drive the training and make you better anyways. And having your dad as the big Ugamau is tough, right? But at the same time, it's nice. He's there. He can watch out for you and watch out for your career, right? And take you to these places that uh, your brother got to go. So don't worry. I got you, man. We'll, we'll figure out something and, and make sure you get to go somewhere. So um, that's awesome. Chad, how was it for you to, to kind of come up underneath your dad? You've been here now. A lot longer than your brother, yeah, right? Four years. Uh, so how's that been with your dad being the, the boss there? It's It's been, like, different. So, like, I feel like at some points I was pushed a little more to do stuff, and at some points, like, a little bit pulled back. But still, as in, like, I go to a call, and if he's in command, I walk up, what do I do? He puts me right to a task. He knows I can do it. I've been around. Some people in other departments or some people in this department would be like, um, I don't know what you should do. Go talk to somebody else. He puts me right to a task. Like it's, I go somewhere, go get this hose, put it there, stand at the door with this people, go on the outside with these people, stand, do traffic. Like it's, there's always a task when he's in command. And then growing up behind him is kind of like, I kind of want to be where he is. So like when I grow up, I want to be in, up through the ranks. I want to be like, not just a firefighter i want to lead i feel like it's in the blood like through my you know brain. you might be working for your brother though right oh yeah yes <laughs> yes for yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah yeah if i work for him i don't know that might that might not be a two co two co-captains on there i don't that know was, how that uh, one would go. that's not really fair for me to start crap like that. yeah it's when my the, podcast i do what i want when the pager goes off grayson's gonna know where his keys are chad won't even have any idea no. so it'll be grayson's car coming that's to the this hall. morning to get here i get at the bottom of the stairs i'm like let's go he goes you might need your keys to get down there i was like yeah yeah i might need those the doer and the dreamer nice well put there now <laughs> <laughs> all right as you come through right Grayson, you're brand new, just getting into this. Chad, you're just getting ready to transition to the full firefighter piece. Jason, you're, uh, you've been the chief, you've been the deputy, you've been captain, you've been all the different jobs. What? Uh, let's talk a little bit about what comes next, right? So let's start with you, Dad. What's, uh, what's next? Definitely, uh, I'm not done yet. I see myself still giving back. So, you know, with them getting older, you know, it has freed up a little bit of time. The positions come with the men's side. Uh, I say the farther up you go, the less firefighting you do to be hands-on. Yep, we lead and, to the crew. And, uh, you know, the, the D.C. spot is a great position. I'd enjoy staying for another term if I can get in through. And giving back, I think, like I said, I got another term for sure in me. And it's just there's a lot of projects on the go, and I'd like to see some more things through. Training, training grounds. And we've got some, you know, some trucks coming up that need to be replaced. And, and the you know, the passion's there to to help design those. So I think uh, 
I don't have, I'm not as organized as having that five-year plan. You know, I, I'm certainly not that organized in uh, what's ahead, but I think we do need that. And, uh, you know, we talked about that at the executive here at this table. We need that plan. We need that five-year plan and budgeting has certainly made that more definite. So I need to make a five-year plan for myself. And at five years, he'll be out of the house and off on the school uh, secondary. Hopefully, Chad will be, uh, you know, advancing in through career as well. So, how come again, you didn't say time. Chad would be out of the house? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the hockey, the, the hockey scouts haven't called them yet, and it is December, That's so we it, have next right? year. Okay. So I, I think that uh, you know, it's 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 not over, and, you know, and, and work wise, still same thing. I've I've got the passion there. It's uh, it's mentally, not physically. So you know, we got a lot left in it, but. Seeing seeing these guys come through was kind of you know brought me back, lit it up a little bit for me. I think yeah. so. It's there. Kind of re-inspires you a little bit to to do better and yep. keep things going. And for sure, I love some of the projects you talked about the the live fire training center training center you got out back the trucks right that pumper tanker beast there that that must have been fun to be part of that. And you know every time I bought a truck, I think I don't know twelve or thirteen different ones now. I got four or five coming up over the next couple of years, and I'm the same. I just get real passionate about that. You know you'll never be perfect when you order a truck, and people will be like, oh, what about this, what about that? And then six months later, it'd be, it's the greatest truck there ever was on the planet. Nobody could build a better truck. Uh, it's just how firefighters are. We adapt, right? So that's awesome. Chad, let's go to you and talk a little bit about that training center out back because that's pretty unique. There's not a lot of those around Nova Scotia, and you guys got a pretty nice one here. So... You know, what's some of your favorite stuff to do out there? Some of my favorite stuff to do, we just did a training, maybe about a month ago, we did live fire training. So in like our top, there's a two-story with sea cans. So in the top one, there's a staircase going up, and it, we did a full live-on attack on hay bales and a, and a what was it, like a, the pan. Draw, like a pan, a trough. So it was kind of like, you get to do the things that I did back up with you guys, like it's the haze on fire, you're going in, it's can't see anything you walk in you see it you got to know how to deal with it so it's it's totally different like yeah. there's no one like i don't think i've driven by anywhere else in nova scotia that has one but i, it's, I mean i saw a lot of it now over the last little bit and yeah. i don't think i saw too many that were live fire yeah um there's the nova scotia fire school itself yeah, it's, but uh when we drove out back and parked and saw all that i was like man well, well done i like i like that right there's no better thing for firefighters than live fire training. Yeah, and I like how it's like split up too. Like we have it split up into the live fire or search and rescue kind of stuff. Then we have it put into like your roof simulation, and then we have it into your extrication side. So it's all there. So you can utilize everything at once, or you can utilize it piece by piece. So it's 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 nice to have. It's Very awesome. nice to have. Grayson, how about you? What do you what's what do you look the most forward to? That's um, coming up. So definitely, definitely a lot of training. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get out and learn a lot more. A lot of the trucks, going through them, see all the equipment, try to get to use most of it, try to get used to where everything is. But uh, definitely growing up as a firefighter. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to get out, and I'm eager to get to more calls and all to the trainings, the meetings, all aspects of it, not just the fighting the fires, but also behind the scenes. I'm very excited to support my community. Nice. Do either one of you think you're going to be a career firefighter? I don't know. I, hard to say at this point. Um, 
What? You're 14. You don't have your whole life to go? <laughs> yeah, sorry, but uh, <laughs> got a few more years to plan that one out, but definitely going to stick with volunteering, if not a career, but it's definitely, definitely, uh, like like Chad said earlier on, it's it's we're third generation firefighters, so it's in our blood to keep to it going. Keep it going, exactly. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. It's 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 there. <laughs> it's there. It's I like this weekend even shows me like how much I'd love to be around people, how much I'd love to be around the fire service, and it's it's not that far away. Like it's forty five minutes to our HRM fire, and all it could take is one day for me to be like, yeah, I want to put one in or. Maybe I don't. I want to just volunteer. Like you said, you like to volunteer guys sometime. So. There's no pressure, right? <laughs> Your dad's super quiet over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. It's fun things to think about. It's question, fun questions for me to ask. So when we're in like season 10 and I'm looking back and I'm at HRM Fire talking to you in your fire yeah. station, I'll be like, do you remember this? Yeah. All right? It's fun for me. All right. Back to you, boss. What do you think? Uh, you see either one of these guys in a career being a firefighter? I could see it in them. I think Grayson's uh, Grayson's going to go more technical side on uh, whether it's uh, computers or you know, kind of that uh, methodical. Um, Chad, Chad, maybe. Like I said, if it's uh, I know it's 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 a good career, but to get in at their age, get in at the young age, and get yourself set. You know, if you can get in there and get yourself trained up, you know, some of the rescue squads and. Uh, you know, some of that urban rescue and stuff. I think it's very challenging but rewarding. You know, uh, they're doing everything but firefighting. You know, there's a lot of technical stuff to it today oh, yeah. with what we offer for... Uh, Those systems are incredible. Yeah, yeah. you know, so, and, and it, you know, HRM is a decent crew, and, I mean, the training's across broad. I mean, I think you have uh, some intimate contact with someone that might have called off from, you know, to see the interest. So there's all kinds of spots across, the, you know, in the wildland out west is a whole different thing. We don't have it as much here, you know. We have the sure. not, not in that aspect at all, and he got he got drawn into that probably slave late, but meeting those guys and that's their that's their career, a big part of their career. So I'm, I'd be even be interested if I was their age. I'd be interested. Exactly. In, you yeah. know, I think it's rewarding. Well, and it's nice, right? It doesn't matter whether you go to university or tech school or wherever you're mm-hmm. going. It's nice to get all that and get that out of the way, and uh, so you got something to fall back on. But after that, there's always these other opportunities, right? So. Yeah, put a trade in your wallet first, and then yeah. you could do that career, and that's your backup, sure. Well said. Spoken yeah. like a true dad right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a podcast guy, so I'm just like, go for it. Who cares? <laughs> but then your dad kicked me under the table, so don't do that. Plus, you know someone that could help you. Maybe two someones that could help you. Yeah. Yes. All right. 60th year celebration. I want to talk a little bit about that because um, I won't lie to you. When you first called up and said, hey, do you want to come out here and do some talking in Nova Scotia? The answer is yes, because I love Nova Scotia and I want to get out here. But it's always hard to come to another province, right, and and talk to people about your experiences and your life. And at the end of the day, everything I say is just my opinion. There's no no fact, no fiction. doesn't really matter. It's just my opinion. And so uh, I got to tell you that I was a, a bit nervous now. It was you, so I was like, okay, he's going to organize the crap out of this. It'll be awesome, and, and it's all good. But uh, so, so let's talk about the Maritime Tour first and, uh, and then all the way up into the, you know, being able to be at the 60th year celebration. So, so let's talk about the Maritime Tour in our conversation. Sure. So last year, uh, the banquet time, uh, we knew next year was 60 years Right off the bat, uh, envisioned uh, Chief Chief uh, 
and I talked at the time I was the chief, but we talked about having, you know, a bit of an extravagant, trying to make the evening and also about the members. It's always been about the members. It's not about me. It's not about the trucks. It's the members. Trucks don't move without somebody in the seat. So we have to recognize that. So coming back in through the spring, uh, Ryan, uh, Chief Richard and I uh, spoke again, just trying to get things kind of lined up. Seems like you're a long ways out. You're not. And he says, you know, what about a guest speaker? We'll try to bring somebody in. I said, yeah, I got him. I know who it is. And, uh, you know, seeing the passion, speaking with you over time, seeing you being around uh, the Two Valley uh, trips for CVSFA and and just your group you brought. Uh, so when we made contact back in the summer, just to put out feelers, just to make sure, you know, yeah, well, actually we're gone away for this, you know, waiting for the email back and, and right away get a response from you. Yes. You know, that, you know, hook, sign me up. It's maritime. <laughs> sign me up. No, there was never any, I don't even know if I stopped typing and your window was open and you're writing back right away. So, you know, that's the easy part. And I think, you know, having it set up. And then once you uh, wrote back and said, listen, I'm going to give you uh, what if I gave you 10 days, uh, a week and a half or so, and you find out what you can do. I send out emails and again, same thing, immediate response. Yes. Uh, from, from many counties and even some in New Brunswick. So it was easy for me. Um, I enjoy it. Like I said, the passion makes it that much easier. It's not work. It's not work doing what you, you kind of what you love. So coming into the 60th uh, for us, you know, again, we want to make it that special year, recognize all those as far back as we could get. And you, you coming in, uh, you know, kind of capped that off. It was a busy week. It's been a busy, busy eight or 10 days personally, and mostly for fireside as well as work and some other things, you know, but it made it all worthwhile. Last night capped it off and just seeing the firefighters and their response. That's what, that's what we're here for. I'm not here for me. I'm here, you know, kind of making sure that they're all recognized. You can say thank you at a call and that goes as far as it does. And that's great. But last night, identifying each and every member, I know you had to sit through it. Oh, I 70, loved it. 75 members. I uh, couldn't, uh, I can't think of one place I'd rather be. 75 right members. There. It was every one of them came to the front. And like I said, we identified them with the auxiliary and the veterans and, uh, and the community support. So it made for a nice evening and, and then you were there as well, and that was the highlight is just having you in the audience. And It was so awesome to have uh, kind of, you know, we got PEI, you set us up in New Brunswick. Mike treated us like gold over there, then we came green, over yeah, here. And green. Everywhere we went, you kind of had us set up the night before the banquet to be able to talk to everybody and kind of go through the process and talk. It just made the banquet that much more special for me because when people were coming up, it was like, oh, man, I got to talk to that guy for 10 minutes last night after the talk, and, you know, we had these – it's short, but it's kind of deep conversations after you do these big talks. For me, I think what capped it all off is when the founding member that you guys found and you got him to come up. And Lewis Flanders. He was, yeah, he was talking about, you know, getting it set up and how no one really had any money back then, but they were all... Taking mortgages out on their house for the fire department. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. for a $900 truck way yeah. back then or, or whatever it was, and you're just like, yeah. what is going on? They all signed a promissory note to cover the cost of this truck, Right. Like, who does that? That's not done today anymore. And so to be there, to sit there, to listen to that, to have all the different people that were coming up, you know, some of the special awards that uh, one's named after a, a fallen RCMP member that was around here. Yep. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Yep. And and all of the different awards and things that were, were through. It was really hard for me to to sit there and not be passionate, right? Like, my wife kept looking over and saying, are you Okay. I don't know if I'm okay. Like, you know, this this is uh, 60 years of someone's history unfolding in front of us, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I look over at the junior table and you guys are all there and, 
and uh, taking it all in. You got awards for your years of service, and then it just kind of kept going through. And sure. I got to tell you, it was it's an emotional night to, mm. to sit through. Yep. It probably went by in a whirlwind for you. Uh, it, you know what? I, I kind of <laughs> actually did. I took in more than I thought. Like I said, it, you know, it, some of the short spaces, but overall, like standing back and seeing each and every member shaking every member's hand, that kind of made the the night for sure. Right. And so uh, it's it's Digby, is it? The award, the... Was Digden, D-I-G-N-A-N. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that award and, and sure. what people win that for. Sure. So Don Digden was a uh, was a RCP officer and a firefighter here as well. And in his short time, he was also an EMO coordinator part-time off of the RCMP with us. And his cap was the juniors. Very passionate about that. In his short time here, he might have, uh, I wish I knew the exact years, I might say 12 years. Like he wasn't a 30, 30 year here, but in his time, he made the impact. And the municipality of West Hance, he was working with them as EMO as well. So he, they ended up developing an award and it was brought forward to them to develop an award in his name for any members in this region, in the West Hance region that had 15 years or more. So the family, uh, with their with their approval, they put in this award. So we were fortunate enough. Don was here. He has his uh, stall and his gears in the in the capsule there with his picture. And and uh, so this last night they had a new award uh, press that was we had gotten one before, but this is a new one. So again, every year, every one fifteen years, uh, we'll get that award in the region going forward. So yeah, that's. Yeah, that was amazing, right? And so you're going through all that. I think you had a tie for your Officer of the Year award. There were two Officer of the Year. Right? Yeah, Frank Shows Porter. That, uh, Frank Porter that's award. That's awesome. Yeah. There was a tie for Junior, the juniors, Junior of the Year, right? Yeah. And yeah. one of the guys sitting next to me, he wasn't even a firefighter. He was just there supporting one of his friends. And uh, he says to me, the future looks pretty bright here, eh? Yeah. After all the juniors went up and everything that was going on. And I thought, wow, that's that's classic. Like, that's just, here's a member of the community that actually realizes that the future looks pretty bright here. That, to me, is part of the junior program. Oh, yeah, right? We don't have one where I work. We did in the last place I worked. And to be fair, everyone kind of treated it like it was a problem or, you know, it's like this problem child off to the side, right? It's like... And, and uh, it's not. And so I come out here to Nova Scotia and it reminds me that how important it is and how awesome it is and how many awesome young people I met and got to talk to in all these visits and all these talks. And, um, you know, they're actually coming out and they're trying to learn about leadership and they're trying to learn about things that happened in the past. Acres Emergency Vehicles, a message from our community. A person who is risking his or her life to save the lives and properties of others deserves something as reliable as an Acres emergency vehicle. This is our mission, to thank these people with the best gift we can, our best effort. Our commitment includes a firefighter-driven design, manufacturing integrity, personal and professional service. We are here to serve. We guarantee personal and professional service every step of the way. Acres emergency vehicles, built for a life of service. Please visit our website at www.acresev.ca. I got to tell you that, uh, yeah, it, last night was incredible for me, right? And so sometimes you don't realize you're in a moment until you're actually in that moment. And I was sitting there and I was listening to everything and, you know, it was a TSN turning point for me. 
Yeah. It reminded me about the junior program, how important that is. And I'll get that fired up as soon as I get home. I guarantee it. You know, it reminded me how important those awards are for people to have something to strive to and, and to get that recognition. Nobody wants the recognition. That's the cool thing about the fire service. But when you get it, it feels like, good. You see their faces, good. right? Yeah. And so uh, all of those things, this whole just being there reminded me about so many special parts of the fire service that I think I forgot about, right, frankly. So I couldn't say thank you enough to have me here and and to be there, be part of it. I probably won't love that much when we got to clean up next. (laughs) (laughs) The thing I go back to, too, is like you said, like the junior program and like where you are and some people think it's a problem. But like here, it's like you come in and they treat you the same as they would treat my dad, chief. They would treat anybody the same. So, like, I love that here. Like, it's just, like, it's not even – I don't get to worry about it. They treat me the same way they want to be treated, and they treat somebody else, and they treat somebody with a red hat, white hat, a black wow. hat. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, they treat you. Like It's so amazing. It's such a crazy part of it for me that uh, – and and all over Nova Scotia, when I, since I've been here, it's kind of been like that, right? It's a big part of the fire service and bringing people up. And, you know, I guess people don't really move around here as much as where I'm from. We kind of stay in a place and they they help out but um you know grayson for you at 14 yeah. to be like hey this is awesome i got five years of this to soak in as much as i can right yeah and as a junior it's it's a lot of training but i look forward to to training and then i'm ready when i turn 19 i can get my level one and i can be an interior firefighter and i'll already have the i'll have the level one but plus the the five years of experience i took in as being a junior and all the all the lessons i learned from the other members i learned from my father and all the all the other uh, officers but it's it's definitely a good opportunity to start young and get the training you need Nice. Nice. So, so while we got you talking and you're on the hook here, how did you feel sitting through that last night? Right? You've heard me talk yep. about it. You've yep. heard your dad talk about it, right? It, it, it was quite surreal to see that from firefighters like me, one year all the way up to 58 years, that it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's a lot of commitment. And to see that that many people in our community can commit to that and volunteer to come out and answer the call of duty and our community members that come in and appreciate us and recognize us. And it's a lot. And it really feels nice as a volunteer to come out and serve our community. Awesome. Chad, you know what? Like it kind of shocked me. It didn't surprise me, but it kind of shocked me. First there was the 50 year guy and the whole place just stood up and they're just erupted. Then the 58 year guy, right? Walk me through what's going through your head when you're standing up there clapping and cheering for someone with 50 and 58 years in the fire service. It's kind of surreal because, like, the, when I look back at it, going to Slave Lake was, like, so long ago. But then you think, even, let's like, I'm 18 now, 40 years before I was born. <laughs> like, that's when they started. And it, it, it kind of, it's just like a, I don't know, like, how I feel about it. It was kind of like a, that's amazing, but, like, how? Like, in my mind, I'm thinking... Like the things we go through and the things they went through and the their families. Like their families, like hundred percent goes to their families, like to keep you in it. For fifty eight for fifty eight years, like what they had to call, miss, yeah, put up the, with. Yeah. Right? Birthday Change. parties, oh Thanksgivings, Christmas. He wouldn't even be able to keep track of how many <laughs> things he's missed, right? No. It's a it's an impossible piece. So 
Let, let's talk about that. We're right there. Why not? Mm-hmm. Right. So Jason, to you, right. You've been in this for a long time. You've been doing this. Yep. You're you're looking at the two boys whose birthdays you had to miss. Yeah. Right. Yep. Whose uh, Christmases you had to postpone for a couple of days. I think last night you're. One of you was telling me that Christmas isn't actually till the 26th or the 27th this year. Work, work schedule as well, yeah. Your work just, schedule, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so what? what's that like to know that uh, I always feel a little bit of guilt, but I'm also super excited all the time that we get to have that life, right? Yeah. So what's it like when you're... I would think this this long into it, you, it's an adaption uh, that you adapt into it and making it up on the days, you know, the other days. And I think... You know, having there's you know it's been upset times, and even for me, you know, you're leaving something, and you know you get to the call, and whether whatever emergency, that's their ten out of ten. They've called us today to to come to their to their aid. You get back, but yeah, it's it's kind of give and take, I guess. You give when you can. Sometimes you got to take in bad times, but give when you can back, and you know, spend the family time, make make it count when you're together, and and uh, yeah. And make it up, I guess. It's kind of cool because when the kids are younger, people try to make it up to you and say, hey, why don't you take this day off or that day off? It's for the kids, right? And then later on when your kids grow up and understand what you're doing, it's your turn to pay it back for other people, right? You know, the little tiny kids that want to wake up on Christmas morning and have that whole fairy tale piece, you can kind of work their shift for them so that they still get to have that. Yeah, and that happens for sure. And so it's kind of fun as you go through that transition of your life. Yep. All the different things. All right, so let's go. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about trucks now because you guys have so many cool trucks here. <laughs> station one, station two can yep. be from either place, right? And I want each one of you to tell me your favorite truck here, Brooklyn Fire, and I want you to tell me why it's your favorite truck. Who's going first? Chad, he's look. Chad's ready. Go. Okay. So it's not a truck we have here now. So. We have our new truck one. It's probably like the most, like you said, it's like amazing truck. Our old truck one. Our old truck one had the open back cab with the uh, lift yeah. up. Yeah. And like the pump panel right on the back. You can see the pump panel when you're driving. Cab over. And yeah. It was it, like, that was my favorite truck. So when I joined, it was still in. It was my favorite truck. Like it just brought back like the history. Like we were just talking about, like it brought back the seeing what, it's changed. Like we have our new, like our new truck one. It is massive. It, the cab, and you can stand up in it. Yep. Well, that one you had to duck down, get under the little cubby, and everybody was like, "Oh, I don't know how much longer it's gonna be here." And I was like, "No, we need to keep it." Like, and it's it's it just, it was an amazing truck, and just to see like what trucks have came from. Like you could put that right by our new one, and. Some people would pick the new one. Some people would pick the old one. It's cool. I came up on those cab overs for sure. I, I understand the allure of it, right? Mm-hmm. Why you liked that. Right? So. Huddle, huddling in the middle of it on the way back from the call when you're soaked and it's <laughs> minus, minus something. Yeah. and yeah. Or driving it and that vent in the front. Yeah. It's like it's minus 30 outside, minus 33 inside. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and in, that's because the fan's blowing <laughs> cold air. In that case, I might want the new one. But other than that, that would, that would uh, put me back to the old truck one. No question. All right, Grayson, you get to go next. So for me, it's definitely going to be our Tower 6. So the reasoning behind it was that was the first truck I was on for my first fire. So uh, like I talked to you about, like when you step off the truck and you get that first breath in of, of smoke, it's 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 definitely a, a wake up to realize what what how much of a 
sacrifice it is. So for truck six, it was nice because I, I know where most of the equipment is on it and it's it has a wide variety of equipment as well. So it's not just uh it's not just this and that. It's it's pretty much a, a bit of everything on the truck and, and with the the aerial it's it's nice. nice. It's nice with the tower. That's it. Yeah, it's hard to beat those kind of trucks, yeah. right? But my, almost kind of the same thing your brother was talking about. You spent a lot of time on your old truck one, I'm sure, right? You get a bond with it. You've got this bond of yeah. going to the first fire ever yeah. on a truck and the, all of the thoughts and feelings yeah. surrounding that. So now we're over to your dad. He's deep in thought here. Smoke yeah, going trying, to, ears, trying, try, trying not one. to point out anything bad. Uh, truck <laughs> four, the pumper tanker here, the older one, the one that's at this station, the sister is number one that we just got. It's it's nice to drive. It's kind of a low ride uh, drive seat, but the tower, towers you, you know, it's a Swiss Army knife. When it arrives on scene, you got everything. We've got we've got you know a little bit of water. It's got some some X tools on it too. But I mean the tower itself, the the gear. You know, just the multi-use truck, and I think when you get it to the scene, you've you've got everything you need all in one package. So it's a good one as a, as an IC or commander on scene. If you can get it there, you know you have everything kind of in one in one toolbox. And uh, but all of them plugged together, I said it's almost like Lego. You can build the house, right? So having them all there plugged in with the pumper tanker, with with the nurse tanker, and the and the big pump feed and the aerial and the air. As long as we can keep water, so. It's nice seeing them all plugged in together. You know, it's like a, like I say, Lego or nativity scene when they're all lit up. I love to be on the scene and and that's all working the way it's supposed to. And then you go up in that basket, yeah. right? And you look down on that from 100 feet up and go, wow. Yeah, this is, yeah. I'm a firefighter. It's all you can do not to take a selfie. People don't, <laughs> yeah, people pay, people pay big money to get that view out, out and about. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Surreal. That's awesome. All right. Let's talk a little bit about getting more people into the fire service, right? So we kind of, we've got a longtime leader, right? Just coming out of the junior program, just starting the junior program, right? I want you to, what do you tell your friends? What do you tell your family? How do you get people to get into the job? So we're going to start with the big boss man on this one. Just doing right. I think, you know, being and being open of what it is, you know, what it's here. Don't, you know, we're not hiding anything, but having it appropriately trained. I think the, the better you can train and, and the better, you know, you can perform, I guess, you know, the better the training. But we don't do great at, you know, I don't find that we do great at advertising us. It's it's more of a walk-in thing or someone, you know, we we, we had a, one of our recent members uh, called us. They, they had a, a cooking mishap a, a year or so ago. And we went up there and out of it came a member, you know. So some of them, it's it's that way. Uh, again, but we're not great at advertising as far as a billboard or, or commercial on the radio. You know, you get the automatic. Everyone needs firefighters. But I think it's it's also it's the retention. I think if it's not if it's not the energy in the application, it's the retention. It's how you treat them when they get here. What do you offer them? You know, we we don't we don't have a paycheck. We have uh, a lack of sleep, poor hours, and cold weather. You know, so it's it's not always a great uh, advertising. Maybe that's why we're the worst cheerleaders of we our are, job, right? We are, yeah. It's like, you know, come join up on this crazy job that has all these miserable things going <laughs> for it. But it's still the best job in the world. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but again, the, the better we do at it and, you know, the community efforts, you know, helping helping, helping the local, you know, the rink, you know, we'll, we'll help them with some things and, and doing different events. You know, that that's our that's our advertisement, I guess, is the events and social Social media has helped us in a long way. Sure. Hopefully, Dragging we get them in, eh? Yeah. Right yep. All right, Chad. How do you drag your friends into it? How do you get them to come? Well, I don't know. Like it's kind of like you got to be around it. 
I feel like most of the people in here, like someone last night at Firefighter of the Year, Logan Hope, he was in the same boat. His dad was a DC here. He got pulled in. Like most of our parents are firefighters here, and then we kind of just jump in, and it's it's more of a legacy. Like yeah, it's more of like a your legacy. Kids in, Drag your kids in. in. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like it's it's hard. It's hard to drag them in to something that you don't know if they'll like it. You don't know if they won't. But it's I've I recommended it to my friends. Like, come on, just try an application. Like, come. It's like even if you don't go to calls, it's a training a week. Like it's. It's two hours out of your Monday night that you might have a different aspect on who you're working with. Like, and even that's the thing, too. Like, some of my friends, they see stuff. Like, they see smoke going somewhere. They call me, like, is, is everything okay? Like, is everything all right? I get, a, I, get a, I get a little text on my phone, but... Then you got to text him. Yeah, text him, and then I thought... But, yeah, I, I've, I've tried, but it's, it's... We need more advertising, like Dad said. Like, it's... We need more advertising. Bringing the strangers. Yeah. <laughs> Grayson, what do your friends say when you're like, hey, I'm on the fire department? So, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely uh, when I first joined, I, uh, my friends, oh, you're a firefighter. How's that? And I was talking to some of my friends about um, joining, putting in applications. We always need more members, especially at a young age, getting, like I said, starting off with the training and coming from 14 all the way until you're like 58 years of service. Like, it's just surreal to see that. And, to get more people out it's always it's always our goal to get more volunteers but it's it's hard like dad said it's not a paycheck you, you come out and you 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 uh you lose time out of your day but it's it's worth it it's yeah. worth it to volunteer for your community and get out there and help the people that are in need call for duty definitely That's awesome. firefighter call for duty wow it's not just playstation no dreamer do it's good good stuff the, All right. I'm the off-brand. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what do you hear out there that makes you wonder about firefighting? What, uh, you know, where it's all going, where we're going to be, where's Nova Scotia going to end up, where's the rest of it going to end up? Financial. I think we're supported 100% municipality, and we all are. You know, the fundraising for the trucks and that is, has gone by the side. You know, we've, we've you know, we just come in at, uh, we just closed out 450 calls for volunteers this last year as of November 1st. So October, November 1st, October 31st, 450 alarms to get people out of the house. Fundraising is, is just gone for us. Uh, we can't ask anymore. It's getting tough. The auxiliary group you met last night, uh, it's 25 or 30 people. They're, they're having, you know, but that's also, they're getting to be an older group. So we get some young people in that. So the financial, it, it drives, it's going to drive our future. So the governments, uh, the municipalities, and I'm not saying ours, are, ours is great. But they're restricted too. So what our size of department is going to stay relies on what they can support us. You know, trucks aren't getting cheaper. Gas isn't getting cheaper. You know, everything's going up. But sometimes the money for the municipality to us is going down and they're trying to pinch pennies and rightfully so. You can see the struggle, eh? Yeah. So I think that's going to that's gonna steer us, you know, if it is anything that's dictating what's going on. All right, boys, I got one for you. What makes you the happiest about being on the fire service? Three. The, the community, sorry. The, the community, it's it's always good to get out, and especially when you're recognized by the community members. Like last night, the, the ones that come out to those events, the ones that were invited, that, that help us out because they know that we do it for them, not for us. So it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely the uh, volunteering aspect for me. 
You bring up a good point. I was, again, sitting right next to the yep. guy with the boom truck that was uh, helping you with the tower Wait, and yep. all the different stuff. And, man, that guy was beaming, yeah. right? And the only one beaming more than him was his wife when, when you were talking about all the things and how they helped the community and that he got recognized. Uh, For sure. You could tell he doesn't love being recognized, mm -hmm. right, in any way, shape, or form. But it was so cool to actually be there and watch him get recognized. Yep. And for him to understand what he did and how much it meant to the group there, to the firefighters, right? And so, you know, that, and that's who he was doing it for. He's doing it for the firefighters who do it for the community, right? So that was cool. Chad, what makes you the happiest about being a firefighter? That right now, like, everybody that I work with gets to come home. Like, just to, after fire call, go home, sit on your couch with your family is, like, the best thing about being a firefighter no matter like you're gone you come back everything starts off right it's like i come home it's like we started off the show right from where i started off like left off so it's 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 coming home coming home is probably the most rewarding thing about being in the fire service right you guys must have some cool talks at home three of you going out to calls and it's not too bad it's uh not 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 a supper topic we try to try to leave it here uh but once we're here the you know, they, I talk, they listen. It's like, <laughs> it's, like we, it's the we only talk. time it happens. Yeah, we, it. We, yeah. we talk, he doesn't yeah. listen. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. It's not going my way at home. We just go to the fire hall and straighten it out. <laughs> I used to say that to Ryan all the time, right? At the fire hall, I'm the chief. You shut up and listen, right? <laughs> yeah. At hockey, Ar I'm argue the back, coach. Argue back listen. at home, but when he's DC, we listen. That's right. And then at home, then at home, he would say to me, hey, you're not the coach. You're not the fire chief. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it. We're going to have to crack knuckles here, buddy, soon. So... That's awesome. All right, uh, we're getting to the lightning round part, right? So today, I'm going to just go with one wish. You're going to get one wish. No wishing for more wishes, Chad. <laughs> Damn, that was, well, that was my go uh, And it's uh, one wish to make anything at the Brooklyn Fire Department or the fire service in general better. Who gets to go first? I'm going last. You're going last this yeah. time. I took your wish, that's yeah. why. All right, let's. Uh, we'll make Jason go first because he's... Uh, yeah, I wish I could probably wish I could do it forever. Wish I could be the 58 year old or 58 year service, you know, um, and look back. I said, I can, I'm 27 years in and I can see changes. I wish I could see what 58 years look like. It'd be interesting, I think. Really it's, In Nova Scotia, it's so cool, right? It was the same PEI, New Brunswick. There's so many people been around for so long and you're looking at those old trucks and they're like, oh yeah, we we're still using those trucks when I started. And like to me, I'm like, oh, look at these awesome antique trucks, and I'm taking pictures of them. Went at a service last year. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean you use these trucks? But 58 years ago, right? Those were the trucks that they had. <clears throat> I haven't been around long enough. I haven't been doing this long enough to, you know, to have had that uh, opportunity, right? And so I agree with you. That's that's super cool. So, Grace, we're going to make you go next. That's it. All right. So my wish was definitely is definitely to to make sure everyone comes home safe. It's it's a big part of the fire service. The big sacrifice is risk, risking your life every every time every time you step out the door. It's going to calls, even even some car accidents, car fires, stuff like that. It's a big risk as a firefighter, and I just I, I want to see everyone come home safe, like Chad said. It's 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 a part of the fire service. Not a lot of people want to talk about, but it's it's something that has to be brought up. That that it's a big risk. Yeah, we yeah. don't all get to come home yeah. every time. That's a true story. Yeah. Dreamer, right. let's That's go, it. Dreamer. This was uh, yeah. After the last two, you 
I wish the fire service was a little bit safer as in like the, we have our strategies to go about decon and all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know who said it the other day, like you have a chance as a firefighter to get a lot more different cancers than a, like you have a lot higher percentage to get cancer. And that too is like gets in with my family. Like a lot of my family is cancer in their blood. So like just to prevent and have more safety so like people don't breathe in carcinogens on the side or their gear doesn't come through their skin and that's i kind of just want to i wish it upon everybody in the world wow that's a good one too these kids are deep eh jason <laughs> that, that blew me away you knew, right yeah <laughs> wow yeah you guys are you're definitely both right and i think that uh, having you in the fire service at your age starting to push that those ideals or everyone comes home right how can we reduce the risk of cancer um, that's only going to help us in the fire service, right? I think that uh, your dad and I, <laughs> we took some risks that uh, probably shouldn't have taken and might have to pay for that later, right? Yeah. But the uh, new people with the uh, education that you have and the knowledge that you have and, and the drive and the push, right, to push everyone to do better so you kind of aren't as big a risk as I've, we've been through. Like you said, Fort McMurray, you said you had the lungs of an 80-year-old. It's it's the risks we take every day. For sure. I've been coughing all the way through this, right? <laughs> such, this is my once-a-year sarcoidosis where my lungs are baked from a couple of big fires. Fresh air, Nova Scotia fresh air getting to you. Right, but uh, it is what it is. All right, guys, our time together has come to an end. Yeah. I got to tell you, it was a great one. I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you having me out here and spending all this time with me and uh, getting to have this chat today. Right, third generation firefighters over there, second generation one over there. Everybody's just uh, doing their thing and talking about uh, fire. So appreciate you guys. No, thank, thank you, you, thank for, you coming. for having us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Growing Up Fire today. Follow me on Instagram at Chief Coots to comment or send questions. We appreciate your support.